You're listening to the Effortless Life Podcast, episode 20. And today is a really special episode that's near and dear to my heart. And as most of you listening know, the whole reason that I do the work I do today was because of the cancer diagnosis that happened to me when I was 25 years old. Or I should say it happened for me because without it, I hate to even imagine what my life would look like today. Because up until the moment of that diagnosis, I had been walking down a really dangerous path, one that would have probably ended in self-destruction at one point or another. And I've gotten a lot of requests from our listeners to talk more about this journey and what it was like and what I learned from it, which at first really surprised me because I never would have dreamed this was something you guys wanted to hear more about. So on today's special episode of The Effortless Life, I'm going to dive deep with you to show you what it was like to get hit with this diagnosis at such a young age, how I felt going through surgery and radiation and some of the big life-changing decisions I had to make and how these changed my entire trajectory of my life and business for the better. I have to be honest with you, overcoming cancer was not how I expected to start my journey as an entrepreneur. Sitting in that cold exam room, I learned firsthand that my relentless pursuit of success had come at a cost, but it wasn't the cost of late nights at my desk or missed workouts to meet with clients, or telling my friends again that I just didn't have time to meet them for lunch. And it wasn't even the willpower that it took to stay focused and get just one more thing scratched off my list. The real price I paid was my health, my friendships, my relationships, so many of the things in my life that truly mattered to me. And that's when I knew it was time to make a massive change and figure out how to break the cycle of burnout for good. And sitting in my doctor's office that day, that was the moment I knew I had to figure out a way where I could still have the success I wanted without missing out on my life in the process. That's when I began to let myself wonder if just maybe this unimaginable challenge was not the end, but just the beginning. Because during my recovery, I vowed that if I was given a second chance, I would use my gifts and talents to help others before it got that bad for them. Yet little did I know that what started out as my own personal journey of healing would turn into a global movement that's impacted the lives of high achievers like you across the world. So today, I want to show you four of the key factors that played a role in my healing from cancer of my body, yes, and more importantly, from the cancer of burnout and overwork and overwhelm that was consuming my mind. And I invite you to come with me on this journey and listen closely because my hope is that what I share with you inside this episode will help you wake up to the enormous cost of burnout that so much of the world is suffering with on so many levels so that you can take what I've learned and start to make some changes now to help you get where you want to go without working yourself to death in the process. Also, I get that this topic might feel a little heavy, and that's actually a good thing, because if we were to just dance around it and say, oh, yeah, life goes on, then we miss out on the opportunity to dig deep and learn. So stick with me, and I promise that you'll leave this episode feeling empowered, inspired, and more confident in yourself than ever before. You ready? Let's dive in. 
Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. Welcome, my friends. I am so psyched to be doing this episode for you today because even though a deep dive into my personal story like this was never something I imagined you wanted to hear from me, the more I thought about it, the more I really started thinking about how valuable this could actually be. Because once upon a time in the not so distant past, I sat exactly where you are. I used to dream of having time to work on special creative projects, to travel more, to do more fun things, and to just enjoy life and to spend more time with the people that I love. And now, after spending the past six plus years researching stress and overwhelm and work and wellness, I've built that life. And it is a huge gift to have the option of doing what I want, when I want, along with my family. And to not be worried that my company is going to fail if I'm not at my desk. Because being able to have more time and spend that time the way you truly want without feeling guilty, that is what I believe to be the ultimate luxury. So we're going to dive deep today because I want to show you how to create the same kind of freedom in your life too. And before we jump in, I've got to give a shout out to our featured listener of the week, Jackie at Jacqueline S. Brooks. Jackie says, not only does Courtney just validate all of your concerns and worries, but she gives you realistic and actionable solutions to help you feel less stress and in control. She is so easy to listen to, and it warms my heart hearing her advice, especially if I'm having an off or hard day. Thankful and grateful for this podcast and for Courtney. Jackie, thank you so, so much for these kind words. And if you would, do us a favor, DM us over on Instagram to let us know your best shipping address. We have a little something to drop in the mail to you as our way of saying thank you for being one of our loyal listeners. And if you're listening right now, remember, when you leave us a five-star review, we might just feature you as our listener of the week and give you a shout out too, right here on the show. I need to be honest with you. My life didn't always look like it does now. In fact, it used to look nothing like it does now. See, I started my career in the corporate world of nine to five, determined to climb my way up that ladder as fast as possible. I was overworked, underpaid, and I thought the faster I can get to the top, the faster I can enjoy the lifestyle I really want to have. Now, I'd had a lot of success for someone my age and at the stage of career I was in, but I was dreaming of more money, more time, more freedom. So I was that girl who would show up to work early, work through lunch, take work home on the weekends. I was willing to do whatever it took to get promoted and move up the ranks. And around that time, a friend introduced me to the network marketing industry, and she told me that I would have far more earning potential, and I could even grow to a point where I could walk away from my nine to five job. I always wanted to have a business of my own, and I thought this could be a great way to gain some business experience and reach my goals faster. And I know a lot of you listening might be in a similar stage right now where you're working a job and a side hustle, or maybe you're working a job, a dream of owning a business of your own one day. Like you have this dream, this idea in your head of how you want your life to look at some point in the future, but you just haven't figured out how to get there yet. 
that was me back in 2013. So all I had was this big dream, this idea that I had no clue how to bring to life. I knew the first thing I needed to do would be to get my husband on board. And let me tell you, he had his doubts. My friends and family thought I was nuts. I remember hearing things like, is that really realistic? And they would try and talk me out of it and convince me why staying at this soul-sucking nine to five was more secure and more stable long term. And I just remember rolling my eyes to myself and thinking, I'm going to go all in and I don't care if anybody believes I can't do it. And maybe right now you have friends or family members in your ear saying, I don't know if that's realistic. Maybe you should have a plan B, things like that. And you have to continually put your blinders on and stay focused on your vision. And that was me too. So after starting my corporate job and launching my side hustle, I started growing that in my spare time and really surprised myself with how quickly it started growing. I earned multiple all-expense-paid trips as bonuses for my sales. I met the love of my life and was planning the wedding of my dreams. I earned the luxury car paid for by the company. I was able to walk away from my nine to five. From the outside looking in, it looked like I had it all together. I was this picture of success. But on the inside, successful was the furthest thing from the truth. I felt like I never had enough time to get it all done. I was working as much as a human possibly could, but I still felt like I wasn't growing fast enough. Progress was painfully slow. My income was inconsistent. I felt tied by these golden handcuffs because I was in business for myself. So I felt like I couldn't just stop working. I couldn't take a break. I couldn't just walk away or everything I built would crumble. And I mistakenly thought that my success depended on how much I worked. And if I wasn't working, then I wasn't going to be successful. And if I wasn't successful, well, that would mean I would be a failure. And I didn't want to fail. I definitely didn't want to fail. No matter how many hours I put in, I still couldn't seem to reach my dream lifestyle. I felt overwhelmed, scattered, stuck. Worst of all, I felt like no matter how much I did, it was never enough. I felt like I was drowning and it was exhausting. And unfortunately, I didn't know then what I know now. So I didn't think I had any choice. I didn't feel like there was any other way. Maybe you can relate to that. And then two days after we got home from our honeymoon, I had a two by four come out of nowhere and hit me over the head to wake me up to the fact that what I was doing wasn't working and that I had to figure out a different way or I was going to lose everything that I had worked for up until that point. And people ask me all the time, how did you know that you had cancer? Did you have symptoms? Did you feel like something was off? And I had a bad sinus infection before the wedding and I figured, oh, it's just because I'm so stressed. Once this wedding's behind me, then I'll finally be able to breathe a bit. And it turns out that's what I was telling myself in pretty much every area of my life, always living for the light at the end of the tunnel like that, saying to myself things like, once I hit this goal, then I can relax. Once I make six figures, then I can hire help. But that light that I was looking for never came. And so I had a follow-up visit scheduled after our honeymoon to get checked out after that bad infection. And I went in to see my doctor expecting to get a clean bill of health. I felt fine at that point. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. But as I sat there in that cold, sterile exam room with that awful fluorescent light flickering overhead, I started to get this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach. And never in a million years would I have imagined what was coming next. Because that was the day my doctor came into the room, sat down, 
looked me in the eye, and told me I had cancer. And that was the day my life changed. Forever. I was 25 years old. I had everything going for me. I had my whole life ahead of me. A bucket list of things I wanted to do. A ton of goals and dreams still to accomplish. A family to start. A legacy to leave. And in that instant, I realized that my years of overwork that I thought were taking me closer to my goals had cost me. And growing up, my mom always told me, Courtney, getting sick is God's way of slowing you down. And I would roll my eyes and then mutter under my breath because every day I stayed sick, my to-do list would just get that much longer. But here I was, forced to slow down long enough to pay attention. The breakneck pace that I was living had finally broken me. And looking back now, I can't say I didn't see it coming. I had been sacrificing my life for too long, going through the motions, living with exhaustion and burnout, putting up with it, always giving time and energy that I didn't really have to give. And this was rock bottom because now I couldn't work even if I wanted to. My business, my family, everything had to be put on hold. And I finally got the time I was always saying that I wanted to focus on myself. It's just that going through surgery and radiation and being quarantined in the hospital was not exactly how I had envisioned it. And that was the moment everything shifted. I knew I needed to figure out how to have the success and accomplishments I wanted without giving up or missing out on my life along the way. And so I decided I was just going to quit burning myself out, feeling like I had to choose between having success or having a life I truly loved and figure out how to have both. Yet when I chose to walk away from my fast-paced career and all the success that I experienced to that point, it wasn't to escape stress and overwhelm or to figure out how to get rid of it, as most people might think. It was actually to find the answer to a much deeper question. Why? Why do stress and overwhelm and burnout happen in the first place, especially to people who are pursuing their passion and doing things they love and working toward their dreams? It's a good question, right? See, before I'd been asking myself a different question. It was more along the lines of, what else can I do to reach the level of success I want faster so that I quit feeling so stressed and can start enjoying my life? And that was the wrong question to be asking because the only answer I kept finding was to do more, to stay up later, to work harder, to pile more on my plate, and to do whatever it took to reach my goals as fast as possible, thinking that when I did, then I'd be able to coast and enjoy life. I didn't realize that the one thing this depended on was me actually being physically and mentally available to do that. It was like I was in this race to the finish line. I knew the way I was doing things wasn't sustainable long term. Nobody can sprint all out forever. But I thought that if I just ran hard enough for long enough, I'd make it to that finish line before something came along and took me out of the race. I was wrong. Oh, was I wrong? I was looking at things from the outside in instead of from the inside out. I was looking at all the things that weren't working, the things that were broken, the things that I needed to take care of and fix so that I could stop stressing so much and just experience a little more freedom and enjoy life. It never even crossed my mind that being so focused on fixing all those things was the problem. And now I tell my students this, the only work that matters in life is the work you do on yourself. You have to flip the script and start to look within yourself at the things that need healing, not at side of yourself at the things you think need fixing. A color-coded schedule and a perfectly organized office and a pristine home and a killer body from your meal-prepped kitchen and perfectly balanced workout schedule are not going to fix the deeper problems under the surface. 
The problem with our culture is that most people think that's the answer, that it's your external world that needs fixing, and that once you get that fixed, then you'll have the success you want. And I get it. In a world that screams you need better self-care practices and better time management strategies in place to optimize your productivity and create a more successful integrated life so you can be your best self and free up your time to do what? Work your butt off to reach your goals faster. It can be really hard to dial into the truth. These temporary strategies only add to the real problem that's causing the epidemic of overwork and overwhelm in our culture. That's the real pandemic. Trying to fix the problem of stress and overwhelm from the outside in, it's a broken approach. In order to get the results that you want that will last, you have to go much deeper. You have to be willing to do the inner work that matters. You have to fix the problem from the inside out to experience true lasting transformation and achieve the next level. This is what most people aren't doing. And that brings me to what I really want to share with you today. Four of the key factors that played a role in my healing from cancer of my body, yes, but more importantly, healing from the cancer of burnout and overwhelm that was consuming my mind. So the first thing I did was to stop focusing on what I didn't want and start focusing on what I did want. I used to carry around this really deep-rooted fear of getting sick and of burning out. But by focusing on what I didn't want, I believe it actually helped me to create that. You've probably heard it said that where your focus goes, your energy flows. And most of us unknowingly are focused on the things we don't want to happen. Maybe you've heard of the law of attraction, this belief that you can actually bring positive or negative experiences into your life based on your thoughts. And what's important to realize is that this doesn't just go for your conscious thoughts. More importantly, it applies to your unconscious thoughts, those thoughts that you might not actually be aware of. Where your focus goes, your energy flows, and the same goes for your thoughts. So this is why it's so important to start paying attention to the words you speak because they are indicative of the thoughts you're thinking and to pay really close attention to your self-talk too, the things you say when no one's around. Is it focused more on what you do want, what you do have, what you are excited about in your life? Or is it focused on what you don't want? what you're tired of, the pain you're working so hard to escape. The only way to break the cycle is to stop playing the game. You can choose to take charge and redirect your energy. You have control over your energy. So if you're ever at a loss as to what to do or where to begin, notice where your energy is going and take charge of that first. That's what I did. Learn how to be friends with and welcome your emotions. Instead of trying to numb them with being busy, to distract myself from feeling these uncomfortable emotions, the self-doubt, the criticism, which I was constantly beating myself up with in my own mind, I chose to turn towards those feelings and to actually feel them. And when you do this, it liberates their fundamental essence, which is energy. It frees up the energy that You've been spending trying to avoid feeling those things. So long story short, by tuning into your emotions under the surface and focusing on healing those first, it will free up your energy that currently feels so bogged down and stressed. Have you ever looked at someone, maybe an influencer on Instagram, maybe that person you heard speak from a stage at a conference who really just stood out and inspired you, someone who you thought to yourself, wow, I wish I could be like that. They are operating on a different wavelength than you are currently. 
And in order to get to the wavelength that they are operating from, you have to free up your energy that's currently focused elsewhere in order to do that. I don't want to get too much into the weeds here, but this is the bottom line. Whenever you feel stressed or burnt out, that's a direct result of where your energy has been going lately, whether you realize it or not. Okay. So the next thing I did on my healing journey was this. I quit listening to the wrong people. I tuned out the outer voices and started listening to my own. Let me give you a really good example of this that I think will paint you a really powerful picture. Recently, I was sitting in the airport, sitting at the gate, noticing a lot of thoughts going through my head as I watched the people around me line up to board our flight. Things like, did I make the right decision? Just go and enjoy yourself. It'll be fun. What the heck are you thinking? He's surrounded by people he loves. You've got nothing to worry about. Five whole days is too long to leave your child. It's hard, but sometimes you just have to do you. In fact, I was hyper aware of all these voices because I had literally just taught a three-day retreat where we dove deep into how to distinguish between voices in your head that are yours versus the voices that aren't. And as I sat there listening to this brain chatter, it was fascinating to me to notice whose voices I heard. I heard my mom's voice. I heard Alan's. I heard the Lyft driver who drove me to the airport. My sister's. Other voices that I couldn't put a name to, but on a gut level I knew they weren't mine. Then one voice, quiet at first, finally spoke up just a little bit louder than the others. And this is what it said. You're doing the best you can with what you know to the best of your ability today. Use this time to recharge so you can come back as an even better version of the wife, mom, and woman you know you're capable of being. And as I sat there, I just smiled to myself because I knew without a doubt whose voice that was. It was mine. And so the moral of the story is this. Next time you feel anxious or guilty or overwhelmed or worried, pay attention. First, notice what the voices in your head are telling you. And then notice whose voices they are. Too often we fail to follow our heart and instead we get lost following someone else's opinion. But I promise you, the longer you keep doing that, the slower progress you'll make. And the faster you learn to distinguish and listen to your own voice, your inner knowing, your conscious, your gut, whatever you call it, the faster you'll experience growth like you could never have imagined otherwise. So you got to start tuning out the chatter and the noise around you and tune in to discover the truth that's in your heart, the one that's already written inside of you. And let me just say, it's empowering like nothing you've ever experienced before when you start to tune in to you. So I started focusing on what I did want to create more of in my life. I learned how to pay attention to my voice inside. And then I started asking myself better questions. Now, if you follow my friend James Wedmore or listen to his podcast, you might have heard him say before that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask yourself. And James and I are friends now, but when we first met, I heard him say this and I was like, dang, I've been doing this forever, but I didn't come up with this quote. So I got to give him credit because it is so true. One of the keys to huge personal growth and transformation is to start asking yourself better questions so you can start getting better answers. So I mentioned earlier that I traded the main question I was asking myself before, which was how can I achieve XYZ faster? Because the answer I kept getting to that was pile more on my plate and that wasn't working. And on a big scale, I started looking at my life through the lens of this question. What caused all this stress 
and burnout to happen to me in the first place? And why does this happen at such a staggering rate among people who are working toward their dreams? That was a question I started asking myself in terms of my life and business. But there was another question I started asking myself on a personal level, which was, why did you need this illness? Dr. Bernie Siegel is the one who first started asking this question to his patients, and so many of them were shocked and surprised and even offended. Some probably fired him as their doctor because everyone is looking for a quick fix. We're so ingrained in that mentality, but here's the truth. Our bodies break down to give us a message, and many times it's a message we've been ignoring. And the answers that came to me were pretty shocking. I won't go into all the details here, but there were some major relationships in my life that I'd been neglecting pursuing work and worth at the expense of my well-being. And that directly impacted how I was able to show up in the world and interact with others, especially the people closest to me. And so there are two really good books that I want to recommend here to you. That if you've been struggling with some sort of physical ailment, whether it's fatigue or poor sleep or headaches or gut issues, just about any issue you can imagine, there's a deeper underlying emotional connection. And that is what you need to tend to and to heal from the inside out. And the symptoms, all those physical ailments, will reduce dramatically or even go away completely. So the first book is Your Body Keeps the Score. It's by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. And the second one is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. We'll link up to these in the show notes. And also as a bonus, look up anything by The Medical Medium. You can follow him on Instagram. And he has several books, too, that are all fascinating. I highly recommend you put these at the top of your reading list right now. Don't pick up another business book until you've read these first. That's all I'm going to say. So go do it. And this brings us to the fourth key piece that I focused on in my journey of healing. I invested in external support. It freaked me the heck out because it wasn't just about me putting money down on a program I wanted to learn from. It was an investment in myself. There was an emotional commitment involved. To me, it meant I was in it for the long haul and that I was committing to do what I said I wanted to do in my life. And I knew that what I'd been doing, trying to figure it out all on my own, the cheap way, wasn't working. I needed an outside perspective. I needed someone to support me and guide me and show me how to take all these fragmented pieces of my life and make them whole. And let me tell you, hiring my first coach wasn't easy. There was a huge financial investment involved, which was more than I had ever spent on myself in my life. And I had to shift that mindset quick that I wasn't spending money that I wouldn't get back, but rather I was investing in myself for the long term to acquire the skills that I knew I needed to get to the next level. And I really believed that. And without that outside help, I would not have been able to grow my business to where it is today in just over three years. It is amazing how quickly you start to see results when you flip the script and start approaching your life from the inside out rather than the outside in. So these are the four things I did. And I know some of them might seem counterintuitive, like, wait, you started focusing on your emotions and healing those rather than trying to heal your body? Yes, because of how our emotions directly impact our physical state. No one teaches you this stuff. Well, I do. But I mean, in terms of what we learn in school or what we're taught by our parents, our leaders, our culture, we're not taught how to pay attention and navigate through the emotional landscape that makes up and directly affects everything else you do in life. And sure, of course, I focused on ways to heal my body itself too, to detox from the radiation, to balance out my hormones. I've done everything from long-term juicing, to biohacking, to intermittent fasting, to keto, eating for my blood type, 
testing for inflammatory foods, heavy metal detox protocols, all that sort of thing. Little side note here. If you ever want to learn how to pay attention and take better care of you from a physical standpoint, I can dish on this topic for hours, but that would probably be best served up in its own episode or in a special bonus video or something. So I'll leave that up to you. If you want to hear more about that specifically for me, hit me up on my DMs on Instagram and let me know so I can do something special for you guys just for being such loyal listeners. Hands down, though, the biggest piece of healing my body was healing the root issues that were causing stress and overwhelm in my life and all of these symptoms in the first place, including cancer, because yes, I see that cancer as a symptom of the deeper underlying issues that were going on for me. A serious symptom, a life-changing symptom, but a symptom nonetheless. That beginning to lean in and rediscover my voice and to find my identity again outside of what I did, of my work, were hugely instrumental in my journey of healing, which is exactly what I now help high achievers like you do too, so that you're free to live life on your terms and to create the lifestyle you want without the pain of stress and frustration and overwhelm holding you back. And this is exactly why what I do is so very different. I have this intimate and intuitive understanding of where you are in your journey right now, because I've walked that road. And I've also developed the training, the experience, and the expertise to guide you to where you want to be. And because I'm so quickly able to help people recognize and shift the underlying beliefs that drive their behavior is the reason why our students and clients get such quick and lasting results. Because it's tough when you're working in a culture that screams hustle and hard work is the key to your success. And I get that my approach is sort of countercultural. Yet it's also how I've helped my clients go from making virtually nothing to grossing over three million in sales in a single month or celebrating a five-figure launch and gaining unsolicited media attention without spending late nights working at her desk or taking time away from the kids, to going from crippling self-doubt and paralyzing fear to feeling more confident and empowered from within in a matter of days. And for me, even building the business of my dreams, working less than 20 hours a week with a very small team. I help high achievers like you succeed in their business by first looking at your life as a whole, and taking steps to heal and transform you from the inside out. Because there is a human behind every business, and a business on its own is nothing without the human behind it. If the human is suffering, struggling, hurting, you can bet that your business will feel the effects. This is so important to realize. If the human isn't growing, the business won't be able to grow like you want it to either. It can't. So that's why I empower you to change the lens through which you're currently seeing your life so that you can heal the deeper root issues that are causing these symptoms of stress and frustration and burnout and even physical illness that you may be experiencing. And I'm here to help you step into your powers, the person you've been created to be so that you're free to reach the next level and find true success without anything holding you back. In fact, I think our student Christina said it best when she said, Courtney is not your typical life or business coach. If you're looking to get mentored by someone who understands how all the facets of our lives affect our businesses, then I highly recommend Courtney because the personal, professional, and spiritual growth I'm receiving is nothing short of miraculous. And that's why the system I created, the effortless life method that you've heard me talk about before, that's why it's so powerful. 
It was created for the person who is stuck and stressed and struggling to grow, no matter how hard they work or how many hours they put in, because I used to be this person. And I created my entire company for her, for the me five years ago, before I started out on this journey. You were put on this earth with power and with purpose. You have unique gifts and you deserve to fulfill your mission and make an impact. You shouldn't have to choose between success or failing, work or relationships, business or life. So it's time to quit buying into the belief that doing more equals faster success. It doesn't work like that. You've heard me say this before and you'll hear me say it again. It's not just something that I preach. It's something that I live. Doing more to get there faster is not the answer. And despite what our culture has seduced you to believe, it is not the only way. You need to uncover and heal the root of the issue. And if you feel stressed and stuck and like you've been spinning your wheels, don't worry. I've got you. So, whew, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that this helped you understand my journey a bit more so that you can understand my heart, so that you can understand why I do what I do. It's not just a business. It's not just a way to make money. It's a mission and it's my calling. And I hope that some of the ahas that I've learned along the way that you'll take to heart here too, so you can shortcut the process a little bit and transform and grow and get rid of the things that are holding you back. And if you feel like you need support in doing that, please reach out to me. I am your girl. Me and my entire team are here to support you. We want to help you reach the next level of growth in a way that is smart and sustainable. Okay, my friends, that does it for today. And if you'd ever like more info on the programs and tools I have for you on how to really up-level your life and dive deeper with me into these topics and learn how to maximize your income and impact and influence without maxing out your time, energy, or effort, just head to CourtneyElmer.com slash up-level for all the info there. I want you guys to know how much I appreciate you. I love hearing from our listeners and for what you guys have to say about the show. And as always, go forth and live your effortless life. I'll see you next time. There is nothing worse than listening to podcasts that blast ads throughout their content or promote sponsored products that just aren't a logical fit for their audience. That's the quickest way to lose the trust with your audience that you are working so hard to build. So if you have a podcast of your own or you're looking to start one, there are three key principles when it comes to monetizing your show. And no, they don't have anything to do with finding paid advertisers or sponsors. There are three powerful ways that you can successfully monetize a podcast that has less than 10,000 downloads per episode. And inside of my free ebook, I'm going to show you how to do it. So just head to CourtneyElmer.com slash monetize to get your hands on a copy, read it, and let me know which strategy you plan to put to use first. That's CourtneyElmer.com slash monetize, CourtneyElmer.com slash monetize. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 